Welcome to episode 20 of the Wiretap Podcast with Alex. And Carlos. Episode 20, Alex? 20 yeah, episodes. 20. 20. And tonight we have a special guest. Yes, we do. We've got a special guest. I call him Chino. A lot of people call him Chino. If you don't know him, I also call him the Logistics King, El Chino. If you, if we're honest, uh, this this particular week we want to focus on the logistics industry. So, Chino, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Episode twenty. Yeah. Uh, have you been keeping up? Have you been oh, keeping yes. up all twenty? I keep up with every Tuesday. They're coming out. Oh man, look at that. We got a fan in the house. No, that's yeah. good. Good. We're learning about all our fans lately, wouldn't you say, Alex? Yeah, no, we've been bringing them in, and uh, or some some people that have interesting stories, and and I think you got a lot of insight on the logistics world that you know. Yeah. I think it's interesting, you know, especially now that we're having a bunch of shortages, deliveries, and things are not getting to us in a in a timely manner. I think you can probably share some insight on on how the logistics world works. I mean, it's a billion-dollar industry, right, Chino? Yes, billion dollars. I mean, there's a lot of money involved. Every, yes, yes, sir. I mean, every, everything that we use, I mean, goes through logistics. It has to. I mean, nothing, nothing that we own, nothing that we have, nothing that we're sitting on was made where where we live. So everything had to get from one place to another, and, and that that's all comes everywhere. through logistics. Yes, everywhere, everywhere. For everything. That's worldwide. And and that's the that's the key in all of this, right? Uh, this industry, the logistics world. I mean, it's a billion dollar industry for a reason, but we're talking uh, reefers, those that have uh, refrigerators that, yes. that have got, you know, food. that are transporting food. You've got the dry goods. What do you call those that uh, don't have reefers? What are those called? Dry vans. Those are dry, dry vans. vans. And then you got yes. the flatbeds. You've got the barges in the water, as we talked about earlier, that we, you know, there's a recent story where some product fell overseas on a barge train. Have you ever done trains, man? I have actually. We, we actually do. Oh, that's trains. impressive. Yeah. Oh, wow. Containers, that's impressive. Yes. Now, oh, containers wow. are used for product that doesn't have to be there as soon as possible. A little bit oh, cheaper, okay. for, a little bit cheaper for the customer, but I mean, you know, it's going to get there. And you're the middle guy. Yeah, the, but, but, yeah. But did, you happen, did you see the story, though, about the, the, you know, we're talking about those containers that were lost at sea. Like, that was pretty crazy, man. Like, imagine yes. how much different, I mean, it could be a little bit or it could have been a lot of money depending on what type of product was in there, it could have been really expensive cars. For all we yes. know, it could have been, oh, man. You know, who knows? It could have it, been it's, shoes, it's, it could have been clothes. I mean, think about the, the amount of money that was lost in, the, in that sinking. So let me ask you this. That recent canal problem that took place down in Panama, mm -hmm. was that something that uh, affected us? I know they say that, you know, this really affected us about two weeks uh, when yes. you look at the grand scheme of things, but was anything that was part of that cargo, did you did you get any of that at receiving end? Personally, I didn't. I do know people that were affected by it. I mean, they're oh, waiting, wow. they're waiting for containers. Like you said, there's a two week, there's a two week gap in between them uh in between the them uh, them arriving like they were supposed to. And but there's yeah. th there's and that's big just because in this. Oh yeah. And that's just because it also affected people trying to go through the canal, correct? Oh, yeah, that, that backed up so much. I mean, we think about 20 minutes, 20 minutes of a canal of, of, of boats coming by with containers. It's going to affect oh, so much. Oh, my gosh. You can just imagine how many boats are on that water. Most of these shipments have a time limit, have a timer on. You know you're going to get there between this and this time. There's a, there's a window behind them. So, I mean, any kind of inter interruption in between is going to affect, the, obviously, the, the, uh, the time for receiving. And you've got some big hitters out there, man. So oh, yeah. heavy companies. I always go back to 
Uh, remember that movie, uh, the captain, Tom Hanks, and they yeah. called him Irish, uh, Irish. Uh, and they were talking about that, uh, that company. It's what is it? Maersk, Maersk, Alabama. Uh, yeah. And every time he kept calling on it, Maersk, Alabama, and that company, that's a huge company, man. Oh, yeah. When it comes to logistics, they're everywhere. They're on air. Uh, they're on ground. They're on sea. I mean, it is ridiculous. And that's the thing is, as Chino has mentioned that anything and everything that we've got, he said the hat from the hat that I'm wearing to the computer and the mic that we're using today. I mean, it, it, it wasn't made down the street, right? It had to get here somehow, which means that at some point, somebody made some money being the middle guy and somebody made the money selling the product and somebody made some money receiving the product, then flipping it for a profit. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. Of course. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, that's Yes. Now you've been so, in this eight years, you said, right, Chino? Eight years strong, I will say that. And and I will say I started from the from the very bottom, which was dispatching the trucks, going up, going up to pretty much work my way all so, the way up to so walk us, so walk us through the steps. So say someone wants to hop into the logistics world and I go up, apply and say I'm starting to work, what could I expect as a new as a newbie? I would say, I mean, you're going to, you're going to need to be able to be multitask. You're going to need people skills. Um, the very beginning is you're going to have to learn how to dispatch. Obviously. Oh yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> dispatching, meaning you talk, you're talking to the driver one-on-one calling them, Hey, where are you at? Uh, what time are you going to make it to the, uh, to the pickup? And um, did you talk to them like that friendly or is it pretty much like, <laughs> in a mean way, like, dude, you, what are you doing? Like, no, you I mean, need to you, be that I mean you got to get on them, don't yeah. you? But you got to think about it. these guys are out on the road. I mean, they are pretty much, you're going to say self-employed. I mean, they're like, they pretty they're much work for themselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they work for themselves. I mean, you're also not going to mistreat them. I mean, at the end of the day, they do have your product on the back and they are, I mean, they, yeah. they do, they do have, a, they do have a lot of a. Uh, sort of you know, way you're a friend. I mean, honestly. That's right? the biggest thing. They're yeah. trying to make money, right? You're both oh, yeah. trying to make money. They need us just as much as we need them at the end so, of the day. So do you, in a way, and I'm, I'm not going to use the word because we may have people that are playing this uh, and there's children in the car. So do you ever BS uh, your drivers? Uh, in a way, do you, you don't want to. BS to? Them in, a way? in a way, like I said, you don't want to. I mean, there's some stuff that. you got to create trust, right? Between oh, yeah, no. That's, that's that is right one. off the bat. Hmm. Yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, the business pretty much is about trust. Like I can get on the phone right now. I can send a truck from one place to another without any kind of paperwork, just from my word. You got to build that kind of trust. You got to have a relationship. Deal. That's a big deal. Oh yeah. yeah. That's a big deal. Cause they're putting all the resources into it. Right. Oh yeah. Think about the insurance. Well, they're they're traveling in across the, the state lines on your word. Yes. They're, they're, they're going to get paid. There's, there's no contract there until, until I'm going, until I'm back in the office and send them a contract. Oh, that's I mean, a big just, deal, you got to have that kind of trust. You got to have that kind of relationship. That's the only way that it'll work at the end of the day. And that's why you've been doing this for so long. Oh Yeah. Like I said, you, you, you pretty much make friends out of it. It becomes to a point where these people are your friends. I mean, you talk mm -hmm. to them, you talk to them every single day, literally every single day. So, so I mean, you, so with that, I, I'm guessing you develop your, you have strong drivers. So you, if what happens if you don't have a strong, reliable driver, you switch them quick, right? Cause you try to give the people that are, you can rely on the more amount of work. Oh yeah. You about the competition out there though. Oh yeah. There's right? so many, I mean, as you say, you're, I mean, have you, I mean, we live in it. We live in Georgia, obviously. I mean, you go through Atlanta, you see how many trucks are out there. Think about all those people. I mean, every single one of those people are, are uh, they're connected are, to a brokerage. Oh yeah, they, or they they're have, their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yes, I mean, so yeah, there's so many. There's so many. You could say companies out there for uh, trucking companies out there. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's just a matter of finding a good truck, a couple of good trucking companies that have a good bit of trucks in them. 
building a relationship with them and then going from there. That's 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 pretty so much the way to say. So, so basically a person that doesn't want to be stuck in the office or want to be stuck in logistics and they want to start running their own truck. I mean, they can make a lot of a lot of money if they're willing to travel uh, further than just within the state. Like, where does a truck driver, like, where would they make their most money at? Is it traveling all the way to California? Short runs, uh, long runs. Georgia? Now, I've got, I actually have personal friends um, who, uh, who love short runs, and that's what they do. They love sleeping at home every single night. They make a good bit amount of, they make a good amount of money, I mean, just doing that. But then I also have friends who love being out on the road, take their job as a vacation. I mean, like, they won't take a vacation because they consider their job a vacation. They're out on the road. They'll they'll go down to Miami, Florida, stay there for a weekend. They're still making money. So, I mean, it, it, all goes, it all goes back to your preference. I mean, so, there's so money to be made regardless. So would you say it's best to be a driver if you're not married? Or if you're married. Some relationships. <laughs> 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 yeah. I got to get out of the house and I'm not yeah. back till a month, right? I, I have, back a, I have a, a couple of drivers that are that way. They, they love being on the road. They love their wives, obviously, but I mean, they, they, they want to be out on the road. I mean, that's just, that's just where they feel their It's their from. thing. It's their yeah. thing, man. It's their thing. And I get it. Like, so we, it's a passion. So we all saw, like, uh, back in the days of Fashion and the Furies, right, when they were hi- hi- uh, heisting those vehicles, the trucks, yeah. the semis, taking the TVs and the DVDs. Um, I think a little bit off air, you were telling us about the security that goes into some of these cargos. Yes. Can, can you, uh, it, can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, there's, there are high, there are high Valley cargos. I'm not going to say that, that, that rule happened or this happened because of the movie, but I mean, it shows. Do you know what's in there though? Oh yeah. I, I personally do. I mean, the, the, I mean, I do, I've got the paperwork. I got the breakdown of what's in the, what's in the trailer. Because you've got to oh. paste that paperwork. Got it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But like I said, um, like I said, off air, um, most of these high value cargo loads will actually have somebody following them. And just an unmarked vehicle, you have no idea they're following you. So whenever the truck pulls over to a to a rest stop or to to uh, to pump fuel, there's a, there's a car there right behind them, making sure that, that the trailer's not tampered with or anything stolen out of the back of it. So what happens? Because yeah. you know, obviously, a a car or a small vehicle doesn't have the same mileage as a big semi. How do they do the transition, or they? How does that happen? Like, how, how do they stop and get fuel? No, I'm just saying because a semi, I'm going to imagine that it's got maybe more fuel to go further longer. Yeah, but than you can catch up because those guys only go a certain speed, though. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. they're, they're limited to 65 miles an hour. Full 55. Something 55. It's usually 55, but most of these guys are running Dude, 55, 60. Yeah. When do you see these guys? They're, they're hauling. I know. They're hauling. Like they are 80 hauling. Miles at, an night, hour sometimes. at night is when they're hauling, right? Yeah. At night. And I, and I actually have drivers who love, who won't run during the day. They'll run at night. They love working at oh, running wow. through night. There's no, oh, but there's nobody out there. No traffic, yeah. That's true. Yeah, good. It's point. easier on the truck. It's colder. I mean, they're turbocharged engines. I mean, it's 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 better on the trucks as it is running at night. When you know, when I go on the um, vacations and stuff like that, and I'm driving, I always either leave like like two o'clock in the morning, or we leave at night, just because like you just you just mentioned, it's cooler at night. There's less traffic. It feels like it just feels better for me to drive at night. After I this podcast, it. you guys are going to be noticing trucks way more. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I noticed them already. They're always in the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. No, no, no. And and here's here's the other. If there was one thing, Chino, that you would say to somebody who wants to get in the in the logistics world and they're thinking about being a broker because they're you know there's something about it that calls them. You know, it says, "Man, I'd love to do something like what Chino is doing." I've heard there's big money involved in this. What would be the one thing? I know there's probably multiple things on your end. What would be the one thing you'd say to them? Hey, 
as you jump in this, because there's still the ability to do that, right? You know, I hear people saying like, oh, you can't get into the radio biz nowadays because the radio business is really changing, evolving. It's slowly disappearing yeah. in certain ways. Yeah. When it comes to logistics, that's not the case in the industry. So oh, no. what would you say to them to say, at, you know, right off the bat, keep this in mind. What would you do? Love what you do. If you don't love it, you're not, if you don't love it, you're just not going to succeed. I mean, if you're going to come into this, like you said, obviously money is a great thing, but I mean, you've got to enjoy meeting, meeting people over the phone, talking to them, building relationships with these people. It's almost like you have your own pipeline, right? Yes. Of people you can call on. I'm guessing you have, you've got this little black book, right? That, you know, companies or, oh, yeah. or the broker next to you would love to have. Oh, your yeah. everybody, has, book, everybody right? has their own contacts. And, and like that goes back, that goes back to building relationship with, relationships with these people. Um, obviously, you've met them through a cold call, just a random person calling you on the phone impressive. saying, hey, That's impressive. Yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. these kind of shipments for you. I mean, would you like to continue working with me? You get to the point where they start working for you. They like it. They bring in more trucks like, hey, I'm going to trust you with more of my employees. You're giving mm. them work. And then, like I said, it gets, it gets to a certain point. I mean, hopefully to where you can just go bait you. You can just um, have them go from one place to another based on your word. I mean, that's the kind of trust that you want to build with these guys. Depressive. No, that's yeah. good. So, that's so we talked about, you know, uh, right now you got way stations that but you were uh, mentioned a little bit off air that they have to check in when they go in the state or out of the state or every time the, the weight station is on, they have to go in there because it checks the the tire pressure make sure that they're safe to be brakes all that stuff and and they they got sealed on some of these food trucks that if it's broken or anything like oh, yeah. that now it's been contaminated or something that they won't accept it so there's a lot of risk and make sure you have all your insurances but i'm curious to know what happens to those uh, like our, our military is transporting not even something that you you know is ultra high and they're running their own trucks i'm, I'm guessing that they're there have exemptions to not stop at the way stations or, oh, yeah. or yeah. Yeah. More than likely they are, they for sure are going to have uh, cars following them in front of them. They're probably going to have a chopper in certain, certain locations. Wow. Uh, I'm sure they're going to, they're, I'm sure they're going to run the trucks through certain routes that they know are safe. I mean, yeah, the government will definitely have more, more, uh, more exceptions. And you seen what that happen be before, something like that? With a, yeah, what are you transporting when there's a helicopter above you? What the heck is in there? It could be, it could be a, it could be some high value weapon. Is an dude. alien in there? Nah, dude. It could be. <laughs> it could be. I mean, is there an alien sitting next to a bucket oh, of see? ice cream? I'm going dude. to Nevada. I mean, come on. No, but listen, hey, get did you see chopper. that video? I, get to the job. <laughs> Get down! But did you see the video of um, the the U.S. military that they were shooting down, trying to shoot this UFO? <laughs> I, you seen it? I did not. I did not but I, did I not. have heard about all this. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard of it, but I did not Google this man because now there's no, I saw the all video. of a sudden all these, all these sightings are out there now. Yeah. They're all over Instagram. I see them every single day, literally. I mean, they're probably part of logistics and you don't even know it. <laughs> Running loads and you don't even know. <laughs> yeah. No, it's crazy, man. Yeah, Alex is like, man, I was really trying to bring I'm that sorry. <laughs> it wasn't funny. I was talking about it. It was, a, it was an actual video that you can see all the, the weapons and the bullets trying to go. But what, you going back to your point. What are they transporting? I'm, they could be a, it could be a missile for all we know. Yeah. Oh, and obviously, don't gonna, even know. yeah, they're, they're definitely going to have, they're definitely going to be, uh, they're, they're going to be able to bend the regulations when it comes to stopping them. They obviously don't want them to stop. They want to get them one place to another as quick as they can. Yeah. Wow. wow. No, that's a, listen, man, th that industry is an industry that I did not, 
I did not want to ignore on our podcast uh, for a oh, yeah. variety of reasons because of it's a billion dollar industry. It's got so much potential for, for someone trying to break into an industry. But at the end of the day, listen, I, I don't know about you, Alex, but a couple of weeks ago, we finished off, you know, what it takes to be successful. And one of those characteristics, one of those pieces we talked about is relationships, right? Oh, yeah taking care of those relationships and cultivating those relationships. And when you cultivate those in the right way, you've got situations like this where you can call somebody at a drop of a hat, as Chino has said, said, hey, I need you to take off and drive, you know, 900 miles right now and I'll take care of, you know, the details in the morning for you, yeah. right? You know, that's, that is huge, man. That is incredibly yeah. huge. And I, again, it goes back as a reminder to all of us that, relationships matter in any business right oh, yeah. in anything that we do oh, carlos yeah. i don't want to i don't want to change too much just yet but chino so i get hired as a dispatcher yeah um a dispatcher i'm just what am i doing exactly what's my role oh, a dispatcher pretty much is i'm not gonna say it's a very i mean it's really important as it is i mean a dispatcher's calling in calling the driver saying literally calling the driver on the phone saying hey where are you at oh the driver's constantly on the i'm sure Oh yeah. The dispatcher calls the driver, lets him know, Hey, you're going to pick up at this time. This is the number you're going to use. Every, every yeah. single load has a pickup number. Mm. And now that pretty much is the key to get the load. They won't let you in any building. They won't let you pick anything up unless you've got that specific, the specific pickup number. So they're calling the driver, let, let them know, let them, uh, let them give them the information. Um, from there, the driver, the driver goes, uh, gets to the, gets to the, uh, the pickup location, checks in, calls the dispatcher up, says, Hey, I've made it to the check-in. Dispatcher logs in the computer, says, hey, driver's checked in. Um, driver gets loaded. Driver calls back to the driver calls a dispatcher back, says, hey, uh, um, I got loaded. Dispatcher's got to yeah. Dispatcher's got to know uh, what the seal number is, as you spoke, as you uh, as you talked about a little bit ago. Oh, okay, that okay, seal okay, number on the back it. can't be tampered with, can't be broken. Um, sometimes it's a zip ties. It can be there's metal. There uh, are metal seals that they can put in the back. I'm just depending on what's on what they're uh, on what they're taking. But I'm pretty much the dispatcher literally is, a, is, the, is the most important person, I'm going to say, when it comes to getting it from one place to another. They're keeping track of them, calling them up every two or three hours, trying to figure out where you're at, where, where you at, um, how much progress have you made, what time are you going to be there. Um, the dispatcher also uh, checks, and, uh, checks uh, to see what time you'll be able to deliver. Some, lo some locations are only open for a certain amount of hours. Oh, you got to make sure the truck will be there. You I mean, got to get there on time, oh, yeah. yeah. And if, there, if, I mean, if anything happens in transit, say you get a flat tire, blowing the truck blows up you've got to let the shipper and the receiver know and the customer oh, wow. know oh, wow. hey this is oh, what's wow. going on i mean it's a really important job it's really detail oriented it goes back to people skills you've got to talk to them. you've got to constantly be on the phone with everybody i mean just pretty much the whole day you're on the phone talking to these people um but yeah i'd say i'd say that's uh that's i'm not gonna say it goes back to entry level but i mean you pretty much pick up a gyps on everything that goes on in the business as a dispatcher from the very beginning so what happens if they don't well, answer dude they've got to answer i mean so if they don't answer, I mean, you've obviously got to, you've got to go a step higher. You got to go to their boss, the owner of the business. Or if they, yeah. why is this guy not, yeah. Why is he not picking okay. up? Who's this wise guy not answering the phone? So there's, there's actually, there's actually, there's actually programs out now where uh, people can download. They're pretty much trackers on your phone. So okay. we call the, so we, uh, they, uh, the dispatchers call the drivers and say, we're going to send a tracker to your phone. And the driver's like, okay, that's fine. So that way I don't gotta, I don't have to call you every every oh, two hours. Oh, that's a good then, way to take Everything's being logged yeah. into the computer as it is. Oh, so I mean, man. they're tracking you. How so, new is so, that? Okay. How so, new is that? 
Um, I would say it, it's it's a it's a, it's a couple years old. I mean, oh, just wow. about everybody wants to do that. I mean, even drivers prefer prefer just being tracked. On yeah, because the they don't want yeah. you to Leave be calling alone. them. I would yeah. hurt. Yeah, like yeah, these, just these track me. Like, know exactly where I'm at every single moment. Like it don't matter until I'm done with this call. Yeah, I'm oh, yeah. done with the right. shipment. These drivers are pretty much. I'm gonna say self-employed. I mean, they're working for themselves. They're in a truck by themselves just about the whole time. They don't want somebody bothering them every two or three hours. Hey, what are you doing? Where are you at? Where are you at? Yeah, yeah. Maybe they get into a juicy. Maybe they get into a juicy podcast listening to us and hey, interrupting them in the middle. Of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, me calling you. Hey, where are you at? Where are you at? No, leave me alone. <laughs> you interrupt my let's, podcast. Let's, yeah. let's go back. So okay, so that's the role of the dispatcher. At that point in time, I'm guess I'm I'm not really making the money yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, not right? rolling you're making a good bit, but like I so said, there's always room to grow. No, no, I mean, I'm just saying oh, you're yeah. you're you're being paid hourly or whatever. You're not making the money. Yeah. Like you're not that so. I, you transition from a dispatcher to an operator of logistics. Probably depends, or, or, right? You're, yeah. Well, I'd say that that's the next step would be to be, to become a broker. I mean, like I said, they, they literally work hand in hand. I mean, they're they're equally as important, just like truck drivers and the actual the the companies. I mean, they literally. No, I get work I get it. We're not trying to minimize that role. Uh, all yeah. I'm trying to get at is, if I was there and I'll be like, okay, you got to put in the hours as a dispatcher, yeah. learn the process. Got yes. got that? Okay. So now I've been doing the process or whatever dispatcher, let's just say for a little while now, I feel confident that I can go to the next, to the next role. The next role will become, you become a broker. That's when and you at that time. That's when you, deal. Yes. That's when, that's what you're going to do in the deals with, uh, with the actual companies. So uh, say okay. you have a customer, they come to you saying, Hey, I need this product. I need 50 of these, tra- 50 of these trailers moved from one place to another. Mm-hmm. You're coming to me and I'm like, okay, well, I got you. I can find, I can find you trucks to do that. So that's what that's when you move up to the next step, which would be uh, which would be to become a broker. Um, that and that pretty much their role is to find trucks for specific loads. Um, and we go back to having these friends. I got contacts. Hey, I got guys here. I know I know guys that are in Texas. I know guys in California. I know guys in New York. Call them up. Hey, how many trucks you got available today? Uh, I've got two or three. All right. Well, I need those two, three picking this load up three in the afternoon. They got to be cross country in two days. All right. Cool. Send me over. Negotiate a rate. Send them. Send them a. Send them a contract, which consider which is called a rate confirmation. Says says all, says all the information. It's how much I'm paying you. Up, delivering. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much uh, I'm paying you. Oh wow. Um, and that's when uh, the time, the delivery, all that pickup time, all that. And that's pretty much how the deal is done. But yeah, that's that's the next step um, above the uh, um, above the dispatcher shop. Dude, so you're constantly on the phone closing deals. Oh, or keeping track of your money, honestly. Oh yeah, I literally work off my phone. I mean, I could. I'm on the phone all day long. So I mean, I'm pretty sure it's going, it's blowing up and blowing up as we speak. And I'm, right now. Oh, I'm sure I'm getting text messages, emails all day long. I mean, it's, it's literally a never ending. So is that adrenaline? Is that, does that shoot that dopamine on you, man? Does that oh, yeah. make, I love it. Ride that adrenaline. Like let's close. I, I love this. coming let's in. Finish I, this. Yes. Oh yeah. I love it. I love coming in knowing, Hey, you've got a hundred things you've got to get from one place to another, make it happen. You've got a hundred loads to cover on a daily basis. Chino. I mean, I'm just throwing a number out there. Oh, okay. I'm like, like yeah. dang. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, no, it's... It, it could. There's potential for oh, yeah. that is what you're oh, saying. Oh, yeah. It's a rush. Like you said, you're literally walking in. I'm not going to say blindfolded, but you come in saying, hey, what's the day? this from there. Make it happen. Okay. I got you. Let me call my contact. And that's where somebody can... That's when you start making the big money, I guess. It depends on how much deals you can close, the close, the rates, and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. And I love, like I said, I love working off my phone. I'm, I'm texting seven people at a time. This, this, and that. I can, and I can, I can multitask so much. I can be on the phone texting while I'm on the phone, while I'm on the computer sending an email out. I mean, it's just, 
you've got to be on it all day long. When you're get, when I get in the zone, I get in the zone. Like oh, I love good. it. To me, no. it's a rush. But see, here's now that here's here's that other part, Alex, and I and I think and this this goes. Uh, this moves us into the next piece, right? Mm. You've got to have the stomach for it as we've learned, right? You've got to yeah. have the stomach for a specific business. You got to love what you do, as Chino has said. You got to have a passion for it. But once you have that drive and that passion and you love what you do, your personality tends to come out, right? You oh, yeah. tend to you pick to. up on those characteristics, right? Yeah. As who you connect with, who you're vibing with, what your pipeline works with, you know, how these individuals are connecting to you, which kind of leads into the next piece as we leave the logistics industry, because we got to learn about each other. There's probably people listening right now, man, that I would like, man, I wonder what kind of guy Carlos is. He might be just the biggest jerk, right? Alex might be mm -hmm. just the biggest jerk. He might see a homeless guy and not even give him a dollar. I don't know what kind of guy Alex is, but you know, now that we've got Chino here, listen, I think this next item on, on our content is really good because it shows what type of individual could handle this business, right? Uh, taking this personality test. So uh, I, I sent everybody these, this Enneagram. Uh, I, I'm sure there's people who are familiar with it. If you're not familiar with it, uh, an Enneagram is basically, uh, there's so many tests out there uh, that talk about uh, when it comes to personalities and, and what that looks like. There's, there's so many out there. Uh, but one of them that you can find online that you could pull off right away is the Enneagram, E-N-N-E-A-Gram. Uh, those of you that want to Google it and you want to figure out uh, you know, what kind of personality you are after, after we talked about this. So I sent these guys uh, the test to take it. Uh, let's find out who they are. What are some things that jump out to them? Uh, Alex, why don't you tell us uh, what number you fell under? Because it goes between so, one to nine, right? It goes so all the way I was actually going to let our guests go first. Okay, you, go Chino. for it. So, so I was a seven on, uh, seven. on the graph. Yes. Chino, uh, you said you're a seven. Is that what you said? Yes, I'm a number seven on, the, on this. Okay, so uh, so on Enneagram, a number seven is uh, that uh, your biggest value is to be happy. Oh, yeah. Right. That's your biggest uh, if there is a dedicated goal here for your life is you want to achieve happiness. We've talked yeah. about this uh, dozens of times on the show uh, where it's not about quantity. It's about quality of life, right? And oh, yeah. quality mm -hmm. of life is, is going to lead to happiness. But let me give you some other things. You thrive on experience, mm -hmm. right? You thrive on experience. Uh, you really enjoy accomplishment. Uh, you like material possessions. That's okay. Oh, yeah. uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you you like being amused, and because you're amused, like it creates that. excitement, right? Yeah. Uh, and then the 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 last one, which is which kind of falls with what you've talked about in the industry of logistics, is having a wide variety of experience, right? Having a wide variety of people who you can talk to, a wide yeah. variety of of shipments, right? That yeah. you can say, oh, I've been able to deliver that, or yeah. oh, I can check that off my list, right? So yeah. uh, your number seven really focuses and really encompasses what you do, who you are as you talk about having a wide variety of experience. So what did that hit dead on? Oh yeah. That's actually really spot on. It's kind of weird. I mean, this is the first time I had ever taken one of these tests and it kind of like kind of hits the spot. Yeah. That's yeah I mean, I'm a wizard. I mean, I, I, I okay. I was going to say, I've taken a couple of different ones and, yeah. and they, they I mean, all kind of come down. Briggs, there's the, I mean, there's, there's so many out there, but the Enneagram is so detailed on this. I would say. Yeah. 
Uh, Alex, what about you? Do you want me to call yours so, out or you got yours in front no, of you? No, no, no. So I'll, I'll read mine and then you can elaborate if you got more detailed information on it. And I'll put it on this screen so I can see it better. So I got a number eight, which is the challenger, which is a person that is direct, protective, rebellious, confident, goal-oriented. And the little snippet that I got here says, um, innate are motivated by the desire to be independent, take charge of themselves and others, they are assertive personalities and passionate about life, which they approach with vigor and confidence. Eight, know how to look after themselves and pursue their own destiny. And then you can probably elaborate because you got another that it tells you a little bit more. Yeah, yours uh, on, on what I've got, uh, and I've used this multiple times, even with my employees. Uh, I've, I've got some employees who are eights. Uh, so I, I know the eight very well. Uh, the, <laughs> the number eight is about, uh, being strong, right? Uh, you like power. You enjoy power. You power thrive on power, right? Uh, you enjoy being influential. Uh, you like being able to influence others. That's that's where that power comes in. Uh, you really like to associate yourself with wealth. Check that out. Um, you're self-assertive, right? You you're you're focused. You know what's got to get done, and you get it done. You're independent. You don't need anybody over your back. Uh, you like being respected by others, not looked down upon, of course. Uh, you achieve greatness. Uh, you really uh, love the immortality. Uh, this could explain why you like some of these, uh, you know, some of these anime pieces that you talk about. Uh, they never die. You know, you, you uh-huh. like that being inferior. No one will challenge me, you know, uh, even though you are the challenger <laughs> <laughs> makes you sound like a like a comic book right it's great yeah I know. Uh, you like being in control uh which i could i could definitely yeah. see that That's i mean the, years the, of uh, trying to be in control i get it i do i get it <laughs> uh, and the other one is physical survival what does that say to you when i say physical survival physical survivor that I, I guess that tells me man I'm, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make sure that i i, yeah. I get on top of it. Like, I'm not going to let, like, I see an obstacle and I'm going to overcome it. That's no, no, it I means you that. have to drink soy milk. That's, that's really soy milk's good for the body. Yeah, and soy the milk is good. Yeah. You got to use oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, no. It's good, man. No, 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 Let's no. go so, stuff. Uh, let me so ask what you, what'd so, you have? Wait, wait, wait. So let me ask you this. Was I dead on? I mean, they're pretty close, I guess. I mean, uh, I know that some <laughs> of them are, is like, you want to say no, but then they are, you know what I'm saying? It's like, ah, maybe that's a little exaggeration, but maybe it is a little insight into your personality. I mean, that it's maybe we don't want to accept maybe like, but I, I think they're pretty much like Chino said, I think they're, they're a little bit dead on as far as what we think, we, you know, each one of us is, but I'm curious to know what, so you got a number three or something you yeah, said earlier. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah, your, yeah. Carlos? Go ahead. Number three. Uh, so, uh, so Chino, don't be making logo. up stuff. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Check this out. Uh-huh. So Chino, uh, your I'm logo. <laughs> I actually. Uh, so no, no, Chino, your yours is actually a guy swinging on a on a swing, right? It's that happiness piece. Okay, uh, I can see that. Yeah. Alex is a you know an almost like an X. Uh, I, I challenge it all. Mine is actually uh yeah 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 a cup with a star on it. Mine's a cup with a star on it. I'm a number three. Uh, I value being successful. Uh, I value being recognized for my achievements. I'm very achievement driven. 
Uh, I'm all about being developed and developing self, uh, focused on success. Uh, I take pride in my physical uh, appearance. Uh, I, I enjoy having a good reputation, a solid reputation. And most of all, it's all about being popular. It's interesting, right? Yeah. Uh, that that comes with the uh, with that piece that the popularity I can see kind it. of runs into it, right? Yeah. That's interesting. Right? Kind of pretty spot on. Yeah. It's, it's no, yeah, of, it's uh, yeah, no, no, absolutely. It is creepy. It is very creepy. When I first learned of the enneagram, I was like, oh man, this is so creepy. So now, uh, I t when when I hire people, I always have them take that because here's how I know. No how way, to is that it? An employee, right? Yeah, that's it. That's is that it. that's it? Yeah, because I think they probably left that you like to be funny yeah. on yours. No, no, that doesn't say that. It it says to not. Read the no, no, thing, I'm a challenger. I challenge that. It's, it's probably it's probably in the little fine print because you also yeah. like to be a funny guy and make jokes. I do, I do. I, I said, man, you made it sound like I'm a horrible funny person right now. Man. <laughs> no, you, you just made it seem like I'm all about success and yeah, blah, 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 business. It's like no, you, you you like to have fun and I you do like enjoy to do that, life. But... It is it is something that's on there that that I do enjoy life. I really do, man. I enjoy life. I think we all enjoy life, right? When you find the value in life, you will enjoy it, right? So whether yeah. that's happiness, whether that's being in control and having power, sounds so bad, doesn't it, Alex? Uh, <laughs> I like to have power. Power. Like First you get the money, then you the get the power. power. Uh, yeah, so so no, I thought, I thought that was very creative. I thought that was good for us to bring us content, uh, especially with a guest like Chino. So, I had, so let yeah. me ask you something different because yeah. and maybe Chino, you can relate a little bit because I know you're a little bit outgoing too. You're outspoken and stuff like that because you, you know, I know you as well <laughs> in your personal life. So let me ask you a question. There's, there's multiple tests like we mentioned, but there's tests also there that there's sometimes you have people that are um, not, which they're not outspoken. I forgot the exact word that they use in the test, Courageous. but it's a person. No, it's a person that it's uh, more conservative. They're more inside. Like they're, introvert. They're, they don't really out. Yeah. Kind of like an introvert, but it, there's a specific um, critical. I think they call them critical oh. analysis person. Ooh. Right. So they kind of just Everything keep their thoughts has... to themselves, yeah, but yeah, they're yeah. kind of, they don't really outspoke. <laughs> so, if you have a member in your team that's like that, how do you get them to break out of that shell? Because it's their personality. It's not like you can really change it because we can't really, you can change all of us into a certain degree, but you can't really change us who we are essentially in, in our core. Um, so it, as a, as a guy that's overseeing or a leader, or maybe a team leader of an operations team or whatever is how do you get that person to speak their mind is it you get that person more in the quiet room setting or you try to push that person into in a big room and get them to come out of the shell uh, my biggest what, thing what's your experience yeah well my biggest thing is humor i mean that to me is, that to me will break will break any shell that you've that you've built up throughout the years i mean somebody comes in cracks a joke i mean that i mean that, that'll just bring out who the person is i mean just cracking jokes humor everybody laughs everybody's got a sense of humor even if they're quiet like you said um, yeah. my biggest thing, whenever, when I guess somebody's on my team, that's quiet and just to themselves, I mean, I know they're, they're, everybody's working, but it's just a matter of cracking jokes. I mean, finding stuff that they, that, that, that they like, and they can relate with and just cracking jokes about it. I mean, that's just my biggest thing. Humor keeps making it fun, keeps it going. That's just, that's just a, that, that, that's, that's the way that I approach it when it comes to that kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's good. That's good. You know, for me, man, 
Um, I've, I've got some people like that on my team now. Um, so, uh, you know, they, they do what I say. I mean, I hate to say that, but they really do. They do what I say. If they didn't, I would have to influence them to, to take a test like this. Because here's the thing, when you take these kind of tests, Alex, you find out who they are as individuals versus just what you see, right? They're, they're, you can't judge a book by its cover because there could be more depth to what you see. Mm -hmm. So if you have mm -hmm. them take a test like this, you can figure out their personality. And once you figure out their personality, you can find creative ways in connecting with the individual, in pairing the individual with others that connect. Because these Enneagrams, just as an example, and I feel like I'm, this show is being sponsored by the Enneagram. No, no, no. My point to that is, <laughs> now it is. It, it, <laughs> what they will do is it will uh, connect you and say, look, threes connect really well with number fours, right? Uh, and, you know, eights don't connect really well with eights. Uh, and, and nines don't connect well with fours, right? So it'll tell you how to connect, who to use to connect, that it becomes easier for them to, you know, have a conversation, to really open up. So you've got to be really careful and very strategic at the same time that you're not pushing someone to do something that's outside, you know, their, their the boundaries. Realm. Yeah. One, right? Their boundaries. But number two, you find creative ways in cracking that shell, right? Cracking that egg. Uh, because when you do, that individual will flourish in any organization, man. So, I mean, for me, I would make that kind of, you know, I would take on that approach to say, let's figure out who they are, how they, you know, how they operate, and then fill in the blank, the blanks, right? So, I mean, that that would be my approach if it's if it's an employee of mine. Uh, if it's somebody that's, you know, on my same level, if it's a colleague, if it's somebody, hey man, take this test, dude. I took this test the other day and it was dead on. Like, like you know, uh, present it as something cool, something that's in, or and if they already have, they'll tell you, oh yeah, man, I'm gonna actually uh, number two. Oh, you are? Oh, and then you, you know, turn around research and you realize, okay, now I know what kind of guy this is, right? Now I know what type, type of individual I'm working with because it'll tell you, as you just saw, that's why I asked you, is it dead on? Yes or no? Because everyone that I've talked to, it's always dead on, man. Always, always. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty, pretty dead on. Alex, but, Alex, what, what would be, what would be your, uh, your, uh, no, your so, so mine, it's just, it's just sometimes you gotta, you know, I figured that sometimes these people don't want to be outspoken in a group in a group setting. So it's more like getting them after a meeting or getting them, uh, you know, individually and be like, hey, man, so what what do you what is your thoughts? What do you you know, what what do you think about this or what happened? Do you have any thoughts or or because you 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 know, you didn't say nothing in in, in the meeting or I mean, you didn't yeah. say nothing or how did you approach it? You didn't really said you just kind of say a little bit quiet. I'm really curious to see what your thoughts are. And then. They'd sometimes they'll be like, oh, okay, no, I thought of this, this, and they'll come out of their shell and explain what their idea or, or they would be like, no, 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 I, I agree for the most part and this, this, and that. So for me, I figured that it's better to sometimes approach those people individually than yeah. and try to put them in yeah. a group setting because they don't, they don't want to. Well, the, at the end of the day, those individuals could, and here's, here's the other part. You got to remember, you don't know their point of reference, right? You don't know where they're coming from. You don't know where they've been, what they've gone through that mm. they may, they may be intimidated in the room, but they may be the smartest individual. Yeah. They're just not confident, right? They may be smarter than 
everyone in that they may have you figured out and you don't even know it yet right but because of the intimidation because of acceptance because there's something that they're struggling with internally that they bring to work because i mean honestly we all bring our baggage to work we just some of us just choose to ignore it right uh so yeah. with that being said in those situations you really got to remember where they're coming from but on an individual basis if they're willing to open up man i think that's going to be their best route bro yeah. Yeah. No, then talking about best routes and everything, I know they transition into our new topic here. I know that you want to talk about the Forbes uh, 2021 list of the the billionaires. It's interesting. And here's yeah. look, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because it is so right now. So let me those of you that are listening, you may know this. And and those of you that are that are here like Alex and Gino. It, yeah. So there is a rumor that Jeff Bezos is trying to be the next Elon. I don't know if you guys heard that. Mm -hmm. So because of that, you know, the, Forbes recently released uh, top, what is it? Top 100 billionaires, I think it was. Yes. And I believe that Jeff is number one at 177 yes. billion. Now, keep in mind that if Amazon tanks, this guy's poor because the majority of his stock is sitting, the majority of his wealth sits in private equity, which is stock, which means if the company goes down, his wealth, his value, his his net worth goes down too, right? But yeah. at this point, he's at $177 billion. He's 57 years old. But another piece that I wanted to bring into this is if you think about the industry, the industry is pretty interesting as to what's sitting on top and we're going to hit dead on. So number one, you think about Jeff Bezos, technology company. Amazon is, is a yeah. technology company. We know oh, yeah. Number two is Elon at 151, who, which really is only about 20 something uh, away from, from Jeff being automotive because they're focusing on mm -hmm. SpaceX and Tesla. SpaceX, all technology as uh -huh. well. Auto, even though, you know, here's the thing though. Even though it says automotive for Tesla, it, it's it's not. It's more than it just a. a yeah, they're pushing. Parts, yes. They're pushing solar. They're pushing all this tech. So I would almost change that from automotive to technology because I think that's what they're focusing on. SpaceX, like I said, the 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 high, you know the solar he's systems. He's 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 the tunnels, the boring company, the huh? everything. It's a technology company for me. Yeah. It is, it is. But I think where the majority of the money they're focusing on is, because you know SpaceX is what's really funding Tesla, as we talked about before. So uh, number three is very so. interesting to me. It is incredibly interesting. You're absolutely because, right. Because if you remember a couple of years ago, the the number five was between Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Carlos Slim, and that was, that uh -huh. was it for a couple of years. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And then all uh -huh. of a sudden, these guys have, some of them, more than others have dropped off not that far behind but i mean in billions there is but on the list they're not that far behind yeah you know but, but number three is lvmh and yeah. those of you that may not know what lvmh is you're louis vuitton right yeah you're louis vuitton your your bernardo your Moet, family. Your hennessy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. These guys are racking the money. Now, here's an interesting part that I don't know if you guys heard as of yesterday. As of yesterday, the second largest, highest producing retailer, which is not on this list, if I'm not mistaken, let me double check. Well, at least it's not on the top 15, is Lululemon. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Lululemon has outperformed TJ Maxx, Walmart, Target, Louis Vuitton. It has not surpassed Amazon, but it ranks number two in the retail industry, which tells you, which those of you that are listening, that if you're looking for a stock to invest in, if you're looking for something to put your money in right now, Lululemon, in my, in my eyes, I think it's overvalued. I think it's overpriced. I don't expect there to be a dip anytime soon, but it's soaring. It's outperforming because what they have done is the same thing that LV has done, right? It's a lifestyle, okay? It's a Mm -hmm. lifestyle brand. It's all about fitness, right? And being in shape and looking good because everyone on Instagram has it, right? It's the thing. Yeah, it's the thing to do. So again, I wanted to bring this up because it brings up conversation, man. Yeah, so keep keep going down the list because because let's just go like hit the top ten and, and what we want to point out is what sectors these belong to. Oh, absolutely, and, and this is good for you as an investor as as we go through. Uh, four, Bill Gates, technology, right, with Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Five, Facebook with technology, Mark Zuckerberg. Six, Warren Buffett with Berkshire Hathaway, and we all know that that's a that's incredibly. Uh, yeah, but they have him listed as finance and investments. And investments, because, of course, which is really, that's really what it is. Yeah. Uh, Larry Ellison, getting into software and technology. Larry Page, getting into Google and technology. Uh, Surgery Brim, uh, getting into Google and technology. And number 10, uh, Makesh Ambani in India, which is diversified, uh, which means that he's got his money just about in everything you can imagine uh, when it comes to diversity. But the interesting part is, most of these are technology. Technology, I mean, even though exactly. even, even though even though Tesla's automotive is just put them as technology, but one, two, three, six. four, five, six, seven, with, with including Tesla, yes, seven in technology, two diversified portfolios, and one of them fashion and retail. That tells Crazy, you where right? the money is, guys. That's where the world that is tells- moving to. That's Think right. That's right. That's right. You are. I mean, and look. Right. Look, guys, and if we keep going, um, you know, there's also like fashion. We got a couple of them. Like you got L'Oreal, uh, what? Yeah, L'Oreal and Zara, basically fashion. And there's all, obviously there's a bunch of different ones, food. But what you notice is a lot of these are technology, telecom, fashion, 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 technology, finance, diversified, fashion, fashion, technology, diversified. I mean, telecom. So you see where the money's at. I wanted to talk about, because guys, there is a reoccurring theme and Alex and Chino picked up on it. If you're looking to invest, if you're wondering where the future is going towards, if you're wanting to figure out what the world is pointing to right now, where is that North Star right now? That North Star is on technology. The only reason Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway is on this, it's because it's old money, right? Old money, long-term strategy, and holding. That's that's. But that's, he invests in the, he, but he invests into technology companies. He does. He does, he does invest. In, that's why. He, that's why you see the growth of his. That's why you see him still up there in the list. Because think about you know that I just want to point that out that he does invest into technology companies. And Carlos, 
what I would encourage our listeners to do is because, you know, this is something that I that I would do is you take this list, you put it in one of your favorites so you can go back to it. And what you do is whenever you have time, sit down, go to one of these people's names and, and Google them and start putting this. What type of companies does like, for example, you can take any of his name, George. Uh, George oh, investing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what does he invest in? Okay, well, let me look and see. Oh, he's into a beer company. Okay, maybe I'll skip on that. Okay, now you got Hennigan. Okay, maybe I'll skip on that one too. The, okay, here's a U.S. company. Okay, I got Steve. He's a hedge fund. Okay, finance. He's finance. Okay, well, you get that person. Oh, that's something I'm interested in. Bits on let me to fail. Yeah. Hedge fund manager. He bets on companies to fail. I don't well, know it's okay. associated with that. No, no, no. No, but what I'm saying is you you pick a name and you said, oh, Ken Griffin. Here, uh, let me see what he's a hedge fund also. Okay, what is he investing? What is he doing? Well, you know, what companies is he going into? And you'd see if there's companies that are interesting to you, if they're worth investing, because you want to pick what the winners are doing. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's you, Say that again, Alex. You want to pick what the winners are doing. You want to pick what the winners are doing, right? Yeah. You want to, you want to succeed. You want to figure out where this market is going. You want to know where the money is. Listen, the reason I bring the the 2021 Forbes list into this is because there's strategy behind that, guys. There is strategy and there is information for you as a potential investor, as a current investor, or just as a spectator that you at least know where the money, where that shooting star, where pointing north is going right now when it comes to these companies. So again, the only reason I wanted to bring this up is I wanted us to look at the industries that are really flourishing uh, on this level, right? On how this crazy, particular level. Yeah. How, how crazy is it that Mackenzie Scott is number 22 on the list? It is nuts. It is nuts, man. It is $53 nuts. billion yeah. dollars, Amazon technology. And, and she just divorced the man. Yeah. And That's made crazy. it on the list. <laughs> So I wonder how how um, Bill Gates. I mean, not to make it into a like a relationship <laughs> thing, but I wonder how much Bill Gates is gonna have to shed. If I don't know how much, but I've got a conspiracy his... on that, but I'm not gonna talk about it. Well, why, dude? This is come on. This I'm is where I mean, you I'm talk ready. about it. This is I where think, you talk about it, Carlos. I come think on, I think there's some dominance there. I don't know what it is. I feel like she she really has been wanting to make a name for herself. She wants to be on the list. Um, yeah, she wants to be on the <laughs> list, but I think she wants to be recognized for her own versus always being under his umbrella, right? So when you see her, you think, oh, it's 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 Melinda Gates, right? That's Melinda Gates versus, oh, that's Bill Gates, you know, Microsoft, right? So when you hear those two names, when you hear Melinda Gates and then you hear Bill Gates, oh, you're going you're gonna to run straight towards the Bill Gates because you know who he is. I think there's, there's some uh, authority and power and some control in that relationship. Uh, I think there's some, I don't know if I want to say world dominance behind this. Uh, it's kind of weird. I'm not trying to get into that. Uh, but I think these individuals rank very high in, in the social ladder uh, when it comes to powerful people. And I think Melinda is just trying to make a name for herself. Uh, if you ask me. Well, she's been in the shadows divorce, too long. She has. I mean, the man ain't cheating on anybody, right? 
I mean, unless they've got a really expensive, right? Unless they got a really expensive non-disclosure clause, right? Uh, you can't say know, because that's thirty-eight what, that's billion, what, right? That's what the uh, rumors out there. I mean, I'm not trying to point anything, but that's what supposedly that's what he stepped out of line and led to a lot of this. I don't know, but anyway, let's go really quick. Allegedly. Let's discuss. We're, we're uh, allegedly, allegedly. yeah. <laughs> we're almost getting up here so let's go to the next topic really quick and then you wanted to talk this about talks, men's fashion yeah 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 because so we're talking about the industry and how fashion is is i talked about lululemon we talk about lv how this is like a thing now where you know the money is there people are pouring themselves into this they're investing i mean people are spending money on clothes they're spending money on apparel people want to be seen with brands they want to be connected to brands instead of you know branding themselves if that's the case however what's interesting to me is how high high listen high knob society right high knob society, knob society. is mm-hmm. saying that men want to begin wearing purses, not for the sake of identifying uh, with a specific, uh, 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 associate, not wanting to be associated with, with a specific population. That's not what they're saying. What they're saying is that men really are wanting to move to carry a purse for the sake of fashion, for the sake of being associated with a brand, for the sake of, hey, I've got my stuff. I don't want to put it in my pocket. I want to put it in my purse, right? Uh, so all that to say, I, yeah. I mean, my question to you guys is, have you ever felt like you needed to have something like that? Listen, we're cutting it. Okay. Look, let me be real. Don't, don't act like I'm crazy here. We see these, we see the Supreme fanny packs, right? Mm-hmm. On yeah. guys, right? Yeah. I've got, I've got okay. a champion right. one right. that right. I'll pull on, through the on. airport. Hold right. Hold on. Slow your roll for a second. Go ahead, Chino. <laughs> now. I own a fanny pack, and I wear okay. a fanny pack when I travel. I will say that. Okay. Do you wear it around your chest? Convenient, safe. Nobody. No. I'm, it's I'm convenient. It's safe. No, I, I, I got the fanny pack on. Like I'm, I'm clipping oh, it. You do it around the waist. Yeah. He's oh, got yeah. the, he's got the rock fanny padding. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm so you don't put it here. You don't wrap it around. No, no, no. I got it on old school. We're going. So to look, look. Here, here's my opinion on this. Like, here's my opinion on this. I don't mind. One that maybe you like it goes across, like you said, like it straps and it's like here, like right. I'm they, listen, I don't mind people having those if you're on a travel or you're on a tourist and you, you're packing, you're packing your, your camera or your or, or say you flip it backwards or whatever and you're packing your camera in That's there. That's a book or some bag, other. bro. That's a book bag, correct? Correct, right? Now, That's here's my bag. thing. That's different, no, though, but, right? but, but listen, no, 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 but hold on. I'm saying I don't mind the. I'm not saying I would. I'm more of a backpack guy, anyways. Okay. I would okay. wear a designer backpack like a Gucci or a Louis. An um, MCM. I would, <laughs> yeah, whatever, right? So you would. I would wear one of those if, if I want to be into the fashion and all that. Now, the ones in the front, like I don't mind them, even if he's got like a regular fanny pack that wants to put it across, or I don't mind those that much. So let me ask you this before you keep going. Hang on. Would you rock one of those ones that just didn't have a brand or would you rock one that was an LV? No, I for would the rock sake one of it being an LV. 
And I'll do one that's on an LV. I so it makes you one. more manly because you're rocking a brand for the no. sake of just rocking the brand. But first of all, I would buy a book. Walmart that has that same look, same design. It just doesn't say LV. Because, yeah, because, I mean, obviously you want the designer thing. But personally, I would just wear a book bag. Okay? I'm just saying I don't mind people wearing them where it gets me a little bit. And I'm it's it's the ones that actually look like a woman's purse. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I'm not saying that, hey, if that's what you float your boat, that's fine. Um, I just personally don't think that I would ever, ever wear something like that. I mean, if I'm holding my wife's purse, uh, that's a different story. So does it make you you manlier that it's higher versus lower? Because that's what I'm getting from this. No, no, it's it's so the style. Right, you know, it's the style. <laughs> right, you know, help me out. Back me up, back me up. No, because you wear one, so I'm I'm looking at no, you. Because no, no, you I wear no, I wear a fanny pack. I keep my passport in there. Keep my phone charger. Keep my phone. Yeah. Keep my wallet. It's right. You rock it. You rock the normal way. Yeah, I'll, I'll bust out the, the camouflage. I'm in. I'm in camouflage fanny pack and everything. I'll wear it like as like it's supposed to. I don't. Do but Serge, uh, Alex, 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 Alex. Again, is it manlier if you wear it no, higher up? No, no, no. I think lower. Here, I think if you're wearing it here and it's like right here across, I feel that it is manlier. Okay. Okay. I do feel it is manlier. So now, because the bulk still, of the stuff I'm doesn't still, hang down here and it hangs up here, it's manlier. Yeah. Okay. But right. it's the style. But it's the style of what you're yeah, wearing. You guys are going into fashion. Now, I'm going in because I'm wearing, I'm traveling, I'm keeping my passport. He's in, doing it for phone. comfort. And that's what I'm saying too. Yeah. If you're doing it because you're carrying stuff and say you don't want to carry it on your waist because it's pulling down on your pants and you yeah. want to keep it here because it's more, uh, you know, it's it's more um, easier, accessible, and it's right there. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind that at all. I think that's fine. I Now, if you're doing it in a normal circumstances, no, I'm saying for travel, if you're a tourist and you've got maybe some stuff, you got some, I don't mind you wearing that at all. I don't think that may, it, now, it doesn't have to be I'll a brand. Do, do, now, do, if it's cooler, if it's a brand. I do, I do the fanny pack a little to the side, just so it's kind of cool. Don't put it right in the front, okay. like a little kangaroo. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't you do it in the middle. Side. How you doing, folks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, guys. But no, Carlos, but, but there's some out there, like, you know, like one of my brother-in-law has the ones that are like the, the little long ones and he wears it all the time and he kind of prefers that. I don't think there's anything wrong. I don't think it doesn't not make them any more less manlier than I am. No, I, I don't it's think just, so either. But what high knob society is those saying. Are those are like, those are. Those, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what they're saying is this, what you do on your chest is ultimately a person away. Just because you it wear is. it higher but or look, lower, it's as no, long no, as no, you but look, a little further no. down, it has the same effect, right? Because so what they're saying is depends. because we're doing this up here, at some point, we're going to be okay with holding the purse. It's the style. Look at the style that they're putting on their website. The one that you just linked us, the yes. style that they're going, further down, some of them are actually purses. Like most of those are. Like, I don't that's- see none of them. They actually speak to me that the ones that I'm talking about, except the very last one that's Tell a penny. Me about is the, Tell me it's about Homeboy. That's a fuzzy no, purse. Tell me about no, Homeboy with what, that monogram and no, the chain Carlos. going down. You don't like that one? 
You want to no, wear that no. on your chest? If he moved it no, up that, a little higher, you want to wear not, that? That's not what I'm talking about. No. That's not no, one no, that no, I'm talking about. No, no, but that's my question. But that's my question. That's a wallet on a chain. That's a female wallet on a chain. Okay. <laughs> that's it. Exactly. Keep no. scrolling down. Keep yeah. scrolling down to. I saw the, the Fendi. No, I saw the Fendi. Okay, so the Fendi is a, that one is more of a man one that goes on the side, and that's not yeah. even the one that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the You think that's manlier? That one is it's acceptable to me. That's their messenger bags, you could call it. Yes. Yeah, those are yeah. Bags. Correct. Right. So right. Those, all the rest of them they have on here. <laughs> those are, those are all women. Shoulder bags. Yeah, women. That's... Yeah, dude, that's not even what I'm talking about at all. But that's None a crossbody. That's, 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 that's a crossbody. Bro, that's a crossbody. That's a woman yeah. crossbody. I don't see it as a, no, I don't see it as a, as a trend with I don't I, I couldn't see it. So that's no, what I'm I saying. It. If you just raise it up, does it make it's it manlier? It's fuzzy. Maybe that's the it's case. A fuzzy purse. It's the style. <laughs> it's the style, right? It's the style. It has to be the style of what that is and what you're trying second. to portray. So Look, all that to me, say, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna stick uh, to a book bag. I wear designer book bag. I'm wearing my Sometimes I, I wear non-designer book bags. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I love book bags. I'm gonna wear the crossbody. All right. I'm gonna wear so the crossbody. I wear, I wear my little. I wear my little girl's bow bag. Well, that's good. Yeah, and it's yeah. and it's a bunch of princesses and it's pink. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. yeah. yeah. I'm that's wearing different. my little girls. That's different. That's See, different. I'm saying it's like yeah. That's different. That's but. different, right? That's whole. That's completely different. My point to okay. this is high knob society is saying, look, it's going to be guys acceptable. Are all, but yeah, guys are already wearing purses. It's just in a different way. It just sits in a different level, and you might as well just accept that that's what you're wearing is a purse, right? Change it all day that you want, but it's still in a way it's submerged. So when I whip this up and I put my little champion on or I put my Balenciaga on and I have it across my chest, I'm like, wait a minute, right? High knob society is saying you might as well call it a purse, a purse, right? So what well, they're it's saying you, it's is, you, man. I'm not gonna hate on you, Carlos. If you want to no, wear it, it's I know, okay. No, no, no. I'm, I'm getting for your cool with that. I'm, I'm confident. Let's check this out. I'm confident in who I am and what I do. But my point is that high knob society is saying, well, if you're willing to go down that route, why don't you go down the other route? Why don't you just carry that? Why don't you just carry a a, a Chanel bag on your on your wrist? And that's where I say. We're not heading down that route, high knob society. But it's good of you to give your okay. input. <laughs> Check this out. Check this out, Carlos. Um, I'm, I'm gonna see if I can, if I can put it here in the. Let me see. All right. So here, I just went online just to to. There I just you took go. A picture. Okay. So this is what I'm talking about. This is so you're okay one that you that. can wear. This is one that you would put in the back. You can put it in the back, or you could carry it in the front. Maybe it's a little bit bigger than the one that I'm talking about. That it will be strapped here. But look at this. This does not call like it is like you're saying, but it's not like the ones that you were pointing on your website, right? You know, it's yeah, not this, the this same. Is, this is, it's called a shoulder bag. Like that's yeah. It's it's yeah. a little different. It's, See what uh, I'm saying? Yeah, it's borderline. Yeah, that's but still it. I see it more acceptable as an everyday wear for a for a for a man. The other ones that you were alluding to, I don't see those no, taking a trend really because they, they're a little bit. They're a little bit out there for for my like for myself or maybe somebody else. There might be yes. There there are some on there that you're like wait that might be too much. Yeah. You might be pushing it. But what again? I go back to the bottom yeah, of it. All I'm saying is what they're saying is that if guys are already on this level as you just pointed out, then at some point it's going to be okay for you guys just to carry your your Trueville in your hand, right? 
to carry your GST in your hand, right? To carry, uh, you know, if you want to carry it, look, there's nothing wrong with no, you carrying no, it. No, no, it no, it's no. all. It all goes to personal preference and what you feel comfortable wearing or not wearing. Society has told us like, oh, where it's not acceptable, which is fine if that's the way you want to see your yourself and be like, "Ah, I don't want to wear it. But there's people out there that ain't stopping them and they're wearing them and it's okay. I ain't judging them. I can see this becoming a thing if a good bit of influential people start doing it. I can see see it happening. Exactly. And that's what they're saying. And that's what they're saying. So when you look at where the money is going, right? Not just in technology, but also in fashion and retail. What they're saying is maybe what's happening is these items that are really shooting up and skyrocketing, it's no longer just the women. It's also the men, straight men, that might be purchasing items that are considered, you know, purses in a way. You just want to name it something else so it's not so feminine, right? So what you do is, you, you, I mean, you see the increase, you see the outperformance taking place uh, when it comes to what's happening in the retail sector, right? So again, I just wanted to bring that up uh, since we talked about, uh, you know, where some of these t- uh, top 100, uh, you know, richest people as Forbes has identified and what industry they're in and then connecting it with the fashion and how that has been happening. And, you know, so, hey, I think High Knob Society- Hey, look, listen, talking about fashion, did you recently see the article where Nike- officially patented the Jordan 1 trademark. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The silhouette style. That was a good moment. That was a good moment for them, yeah. You know, I, I think that they should be able to Bro, do I know- a trademark on an, an iconic silhouette that they own, right? Because there's a lot of copycats out there, and I don't know how much they'll be able to actually gain except maybe pursue it and try to – bring legitimate companies from stop copying their shoe or there's re be some repercussions, right. Or some monetary uh, consequences for them. I think it's a good move because it's an iconic shoe. That's going to go down in history for a very long time as generations keep going. going Yeah. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. And I think that, I think they gave Nike the, I think they made the good call. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Oh yeah. There's so many copycats. I mean, you can go to Walmart and there's there's shoes that look oh, like it. Obviously, they're not the same. They have the same layout, the same cut, same sole. I mean, you know, they're, they're you copying somebody. Put a sticker on there, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. You're not going to stop the black market. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we yeah. talked about the black market, right? You're not going to stop them. They're going to find creative ways to make it look almost exactly. And if you don't oh, yeah. know any better... Or if you just don't care, guess what? You're going to go out and you're going to spend those $8,500 on that replica when you could have spent an additional $100 to $200 more to get the original thing. All for the sake of rocking the brand. All for the sake of rocking it with the fashion piece, right? So listen, I'm, I'm all for this. I think this was a brilliant move on them. Uh, it's surprising, to be honest. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't have this already in place. Okay, number one, but number two, I mean, because you even see T-shirts that don't say the Nike and they've got this outline right here, right? That are just T-shirts out there and it doesn't say Nike or anything on there. Yeah, because now technically they could pursue those because it's their, it's even the, even Trademark just the, infringement, yeah. Yeah, even just a trademark, like uh, just the way it looks and the trademark, the way it's the silhouette and everything, that even looks cool. Like that looks nice to be having a shirt. I don't, I don't, you know, did you yeah, get the yeah, link? Yeah. 
I, I sent I sent the link just a few. If not, I could put it in the chat so you can see it. But or Carlos, if you don't, if you want to jump on that. But um, man, the silhouette looks nice. That it goes on the shirt. I can see it being advertised. I think Nike made the good call. I don't know how much they'll be able to stop the black market just because companies get spun out of nowhere. And you know how China basically steals the intellectual, allegedly the the property, the software. Uh, so yeah, I get what you're saying. You know that there's always been those those um, those conspiracy theories and everything, and we all know that they're able to produce a product so quick. And I don't know if you can stop the black market, but I think it's a good call for Nike, though. No, I think so too. I agree. I, I, agree. I don't think it'll stop the black market. Obviously, I mean there'll be there'll be flags raised when it does come down, but I mean that black market is crazy. It's a, you can't stop. I mean they've got everything. I mean they're they can. I mean there's cars you can get that are not even real. I mean anything, any kind of name brand can be replicated. Obviously not exactly like it's supposed to be, but I mean they just get really close to it. But you're dead on, man. I mean yeah. it is a it is a trillion dollar industry. Yeah. Right, it is a trillion dollar industry when it comes to the black market and specific it's items. Like, it's a billion dollar industry, right? But when you put all of it together, it's a trillion dollar industry, yeah. man. Carlos, I was just gonna reference to our listeners a few a few episodes ago, maybe we yeah, it's been a couple of few episodes ago. We talked about how to spot a fake uh, Louis or designer, one of yeah. these designers. Yeah, it is the same thing. Louis got patents and everything on this stuff. And you can't stop the the fake Louis. Yeah, you can. You just can't stop them. So it tells you how hard it is. But it's it's a good thing to have in your in your arsenal. I would say that. But you know what else it does? It's a good marketing opportunity for Nike to market their shoe, right? Uh, now you can now you can actually not only market uh, what you've got going on, but also bring more awareness. More awareness brings more sales. More sales brings more interest and that'll double your sales. Right. And then that'll make one people. I mean, there might be some people out there who will say, Hey, I've got to get my hands on one of these. I've never had it before. It's cool now because right. It's something that oh, is they just the trade more. Yeah, exactly. Life, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, I, I think it was a good move on them as we talk about fashion. I, uh, as Chino said, I don't think you'll stop the black market, but, uh, Last but not least, uh, I wanted to ask you guys, because I know we're running a little long on the show and we promise uh, we try to keep it within that hour or so. I was recently reading an article about um, a couple who, do you remember a couple of weeks ago, uh, a couple of months ago now, where our lottery, the Georgia lottery, or the, not the Georgia lottery, the Fantasy Five, I think, had hit over a mega billion million. dollars. Yeah, the Mega Million, mega million hit yes. over a oh, billion dollars. And everybody was playing, everybody was going nuts. I recently read an article that uh, people who got a piece of that pie, uh, one particular couple has already bankrupt. Wow. Has already bankrupt right i believe it was a chapter 13 i don't think it was a seven i think it was a 13 but it actually brings some things into perspective and in so, so many sad ways. man it is sad alex it is very sad but it brings the things into perspective to say if you win the lottery chino mm -hmm. if you win the lottery alex 
depending on what you make, right? You could, you know, you could translate that as, hey, I want $100,000 or I want a million, right? Uh, uh, or I cleared a million after taxes. Whatever your number is, my question to you guys is, since I read that article, not, I don't think this would have specifically stopped these individuals uh, from, from being bankrupt. I, I think it's just poor management. And listen, guys, it's the same thing when you give a kid who's coming out of high school, going to the professional league, whether it's football, basketball, and you throw 40, $50 million at them. They don't know how to react. They don't know how to act, right? They truly do not know how to manage it because now they can buy this, this, and this. And who cares about Uncle Sam and taxes? I've got this money and I'm going to take care of it because I know more is on the way, right? So they go nuts. They go crazy. And if you've never had it and you've never developed a discipline to pay your your bills, right? To actually put together a budget. I mean, at some point, I mean, if I ever win the lottery, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to open up a shell corporation right off the bat, right? For me, that's me. I'm going to open up a holdings company. I'm going to make sure my money is protected at the end of the day. But these guys, they just blew it. And I mean, blew it. They couldn't handle their taxes and they've only been super incredibly wealthy for X amount of months. I don't even think, I think it's barely about to hit a year. So my question to you guys is, if you won the lottery. How much money? You got to put a number to it. If you won a million dollars, so small. A million? Right? A million with a 2.25 inflation rate that we just (laughs) encountered recently. This is after taxes, Alex, okay? This is, you're taking home, you got the cash, and you're sitting at a mill, okay? Do you, one, continue working? Do you too stop working? What would you do? Listeners, those so, of you that are listening, a question for you as well. So let, let's uh let, let I'll let Chino go. So personally, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say how to keep working. I'd have to I'd go and open businesses, like you said. I mean, you do also do a holdings company. I'd open up a business, have people working for you. I mean, you've got revenue coming in from that. Um, think about I mean it's a million dollars you've got sitting in there. I mean, you really I don't know. I, I think uh-huh. I'd have to stop. I mean, I had to stop working, make my money work for me. Do you uh, take it in one lump mm. sum or do you take it in payment? No, you're, it's already a one lump sum because it's. You've already, yeah, you've already given us a one lump sum of a million dollars. Already so established. You, that. Do you take? Do you take it in a lump sum or do you take it in payments? Here's the other. I mean, if, if if there's no taxes taken out of it, and there's, I mean, I'm taking it in a lump sum all at once. Let us sit okay. there. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're. I'm. I'm. So, I'm. I'm. I'm what I, I'm personally, uh-huh. I'm quitting my job. As much as I love doing what I'm doing. <laughs> You know, I'm obviously going to open up businesses that have to do with those. Of course, like that of course, of, because you know the world. That industry, you know the world. yes. Yeah. I mean, you're, I mean, you diversify it. Like you said, go in there. Um, I'd have that kind of business. I'd open up grocery stores, just have different kind of, uh, different kind of businesses. Obviously, I mean, that way, you know, I mean, your, your portfolio is diversified. So, you know, there's money coming in from different streams, different, different. You would uh, open up a grocery store. Yeah. Just a grocery store. Why not? A random grocery store. Yeah. Okay. What would you name it? Let me just ask you that. What would you name your grocery Good store? Good question. That's a good question. <laughs> that is a good question. Something to do with Chino. I don't know. Chino's grocery Chino store. supermarket. Chino's gro- <laughs> supermarket. No, that that's that's gonna be. I don't a, just know. They, they'll probably get you for uh. I know, for right? Culture appropriation. Culture appropriation. <laughs> no, it'll be canceled. <laughs> you got. Canceled. It'll be canceled. Well, listen, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, all right. So it's you good. would know. You're it's undecided if you would work or not. But you yeah, at least find creative ways for your money to work for you. Oh yeah, I would. I would make sure that money's okay. creating more money. I wouldn't just live off of it and waste it. I mean, you, yeah. you, you can mm, like no. like that couple uh-huh. did. I mean, you uh-huh. can lose it all. 
Yeah, man. Isn't that crazy though? Yeah. No, so let, let me. I'll go. I'll go next. So basically, that's not enough money. Period. Really? That that's way too little money for me. Um, what I would do is I would 100% continue working. Um, I would take that money, and I would always and I would look into ways to invest that money. 100%. Like I wouldn't. I have a good, comfortable, like uh, standard of living now, and and I'm able to carry that over without using that to sustain any anything that I want, um, anything that I need to buy. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't use it to pay my house or none of that because the money that that money can make me invest in it is way more than me paying off my mortgage or paying off my house or whatever. It, it's not enough. If you invest that money over time, I would make more if I would just take that money and just pay off my house and not worry about it. So for me, 100%, it's like money that I wouldn't even use. It's just money that would get it and throw it into investments. That could be taking a little lump sum, doing some real estate, uh, doing some maybe doing a little small shopping center where I can like rent out the space because I want it to become passive income versus me attending a business or figuring out providers because technically I don't want to live to go to a place or go to a store. I'm not knocking your idea. I think it's great. I just think for me, oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not working the store. I mean, I've got people working. For me, <laughs> no, no, that's fine. But 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 it's your. But I'm enjoying your store. the money. Well, well I gotta no, go to listen. sleep because yeah. I gotta go to the store tomorrow. Yeah. No, 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 I'm not working there. I got. No, but got... you still. But listen, listen. It's a bigger responsibility. All that's all I'm saying. You have to be attentive to the store if you want it to succeed. If yeah. you basically don't, or you hire the there, right people. The right. You have right. If you don't hire the right people. Uh-huh. You, you, that's what I'm saying. So I think more of a passive where I make a little small little shopping center. Where now, are you enjoying the money though? What do you mean? So I mean, you're you're obviously investing. You're still working, but are you going to be able to enjoy the money while you're working? Well, that that's the thing. dollars in, in your no, account. No, no, but it's a long. It's we're playing the long game. So okay. here's the long game. It's, but you still got so say you do your little your little shopping center, and I'm starting to rent these spaces, and now I'm getting income that's paying back on there and then i say i create something i make some other investments once that i can get enough money to sustain my my life that i currently carry your lifestyle yeah then i can stop working because now i have money that i can get that and i have a it's it's substituting my current income if that makes sense if i can't get that just yet then i can't quit work until it can do the it's just like a side hustle yeah 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 that's where i quit because it's a million dollars is not enough. Mon- um, it's not enough. If yeah, Carlos would have said, "Hey, ten million, so I quit my work, and then I go and invest some of that money where I can see it and and live off of that." So let's saying? just say your yeah. boss calls you tomorrow. You got a million dollars. You just cashed the check. It just you looked at your bank multiple times because you've been waiting on it to clear, and it finally clears, right? Because you know y'all know how that goes, right? Yeah. Uh, you just made a big deal, and you're like, man, that transaction better go through. So you're checking that bank account all Pending. the time, Pending. right? <laughs> so, and you get on there, you see it. The next day, you get to the office, and your boss that you are struggling with because he's got some crazy metrics that he's oh, see, trying to says, hang on, so hang, see, on you, hang on hang on hang on hang on now you're trying to put a curveball you're my trying point to say, is like, oh you hate your point. job <laughs> no, and that's but, not what the case right you know chino, chino said you, that he loves what he does yeah. so it's not the case 
just so it's not, not you can't get you on there, bro. I know I would get you on there. You can't put these I would, invest, I would allow my passive anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you put <laughs> no. the corner, you say, man, I got a million dollars. You don't talk to me like that. No. <laughs> Think about it, though. Like a million dollars would only carry you less. It, look, if you're making six digits, if you're making six digits, it's only it's carrying 10 you 10 years. years. Yeah, it's only 10 if, years. Away. That's if you only spent if you were making a hundred thousand, exactly, exactly. If, yeah, if you live that you're, if you're overspending, then you're rapidly just you're, knocking yeah, yeah, those yeah. years. You're dipping so into it. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. enough. Which is which is young. exactly which is exactly what happened with those people. You know, good. No, wait. What would you? Thing. What's your strategy? Yeah. What, what, are, yeah, what are you doing? I'd open up a grocery store. <laughs> just kidding. You're a good man. <laughs> we can partner up with this. I tell my boss I throw a hundred dollars at his face. I quit. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. I, uh, I keep your job. No, listen, listen. Um, at the end of the day, look, I love what I do. I'm gonna quit when you quit. <laughs> I'm gonna quit when you quit. Listen, I love my job. I, I, I do. I really do. I love being a boss. Uh, I really enjoy uh, taking businesses and seeing them flourish and grow. That's that's my passion, right? So put that off to the side. What I would do in that situation is I would allow that money to make money for me, right? Yeah. I would more than likely, I would probably, uh, I would probably quit my job right off the bat and I would jump into a high return, right? High return, low risk opportunity, right? And what I would probably do in the meantime, while I'm kicking, you know, while I'm about to leave is more than likely I'd probably jump into a startup uh, I probably jump into a Kickstarter campaign and I jump on a technology company, whether it's a, a specific platform, uh, anything that involves coding, anything that involves technology and putting coding together. I think that is the future. If you, but you're already, but, but you're already using some of that income to sustain your current life. So you're taking less from the investments. No, no, no. So, so again, before I leave it, right, that's what I'm going to do. Once I have that established revenue and I already have some kind of projection and some kind of forecast in play, right? Because if I'm coming in as an investor and I'm dropping half a mil, there's got to be some returns at least in the next, you know, 12 to 16 Six months, months, right? Yeah, Again, at a certain percentage or at a certain equity piece uh, that's going to, of course, you know, float some cash. So before I make that decision, I am the type of individual who I'm going to make sure I get those, right? Those ducks in yeah, a row. Yeah, same, same scenario, right pretty out, much. Then right yeah, out, right? Yeah, it's pretty much the same scenario. And, and just to clarify, I wouldn't be tackling on these uh, buildings by myself. Right? Oh, yeah. Because when you when, once you start making, you're talking about investments, you go into a group of investors and you create a way bigger building where you uh, investing or you're selling it off or you you go in and they're creating and you sell off and then you're making money. So there's multiple ways to do it, but the worst thing to do is just to try to live off of that and not do anything with the money. Yeah, that's that's because inflation kicks in uh, and, 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 and that devalues our current currency and we've seen what it's doing to our currency system now. Uh, you definitely want to do something with it, right, guys? Uh, if you're carrying over every month and you've got money that you're saving, you want to do something with it or wait till the end of the year to make a big dent. Uh, that's my plan. Uh, so, I guys. At the end of the year. Anyway, go ahead, Alex. 
No, I was going to say, so guys, put it in the comment. If you agree with us, you don't agree with us. If you have some different ideas, just just let us know. Let us see some interaction in there. And we we appreciate that. You know, it, it's been a pleasure having you. If you want to say you want to plug anything in, if you if you want people to find you, if you don't, that's fine. You can find me on uh, on IG, El Chino, double O, 89. Uh, that's on IG. I post funny memes all day food cars guns everything i love um that's a, that's that's the best way to get in contact <laughs> all right carlos do you want to kick that's us the with the uh, with the quote of the day yeah man uh this this comes from uh i call it the and he's known as uh the oracle of omaha which is uh warren buffett uh, Warren Buffett, as you all know, and we've talked about that, is one of the most we successful love our investors. Uh, honestly, I, if anybody, I would rank. I'd probably I'd listen to Warren speak uh, before Jeff and Elon. I'll be honest with you, uh, mm-hmm. but he did say something that uh, really jumps out at me, and I and I hope uh, everyone who's listening, including us on this, uh, that it speaks to us. Uh, rational people don't risk what they have and need for what they don't have and they don't need. I'll say that again. Rational people don't risk what they have and need for what they don't have and don't need. My name is Carlos. This is Alex. And I'm Chino. Yo! Thanks for for tuning into the show. Peace out! You gotta get, wait, let's go back. There you go. Do it again. We go. I'm gonna have to start it over, Chino. Here we go. Well, that's good practice. That was good practice. <laughs>